You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. listening to Unapologetic, and I am Stacey Smith, and I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Rayshon Payne. How are you, Rayshon? Uh, I'm glad I made it. I almost didn't. And Rough I'm day. over here fighting with these headphones. They ain't staying on my head. And okay, It was like, okay, I got to work late, and then I'm trying to rush here, mm-hmm. and then I get stuck behind a student driver. Oh, wow. That was fun, right? Taking the road test. And then I'm just sitting there like, oh, God, I want to blow. I want to hunk. But I heard you, like, would get a ticket. Like, they would pull you over if you mess with the the student. That's what I heard. But I, I and I felt so bad because we on 75. That's like the worst freeway to be for a student driver. But it's probably the best. I'm going to say. Because if they can master that. There you go. Yeah. So I'm looking at his face and then poor guy, he pulling off into the shoulder. I've tried that. To, I'm like, oh, because we all been there. Come on. Yeah. Now. We all had that uh, clueless moment when Dean <laughs> got on the freeway. Oh boy! I, I've We've never all had been that there. Come on now. I've never had that moment. You know what? I remember. What the hell? You get on the freeway? <laughs> I remember doing really well on my driver's test with of the freeway. Right. I was gonna say no with the freeway because I remember being like excited to get on the freeway, and I remember my mom always telling me like, "You want to make sure that you speed up and you merge over. Don't be that person that's creeping trying to get over and merge because you're setting yourself up for failure." So, so all I heard basically was you saying you was just a fast ass little girl. <laughs> No, I was advanced. (laughs) I was advanced. All right, guys. So Uh, tonight we have a very good topic tonight. And it's for all of you out there that feel like you guys need a job change and you want to change your career or for those that are unemployed and you need to get a job. Rayshawn and I are going to give you tips on how to get the job that you want. So we know that, you know, sometimes it's not always easy, you know, getting that job. And a lot of people, they don't know, like, what they're doing wrong on job interviews. So we're going to tell you what you need to do to get that job and land that job because Rayshawn and I, we have a lot of experience when it comes to getting a job. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, so we're going to go right into our celebrity news and entertainment news because that's what we do every week. So, Rayshawn, one of your favorite celebrities was in the news this week regarding her peace offering on Instagram. Tamar Braxton offered a peace offering to Tiny. Okay, so in case you guys don't know what's going on between Tamar and Tiny, apparently there's been a bit of a little, I won't say a beef, but a falling out between the two. Now, Tamar has publicly said that Tiny has been her best friend since she was 18 years old. And for some reason, there has been a rift within their friendship over the past few months. Now, a lot of people are saying it's because Tiny did an appearance on The Real. And if you guys know, Tamar was terminated from The Real and she wasn't very happy about that. That's what it's alleged, that she wasn't happy that Tiny went on The Real. And also some other people that are associated with their circle um, went on The Real as well. And they said that Tamar has not been happy about it. But she went on Instagram and she publicly put out a post saying that she basically wants to squash their beef. I'm not going to read the entire 
Instagram post that she posted. But she said that she wanted to put everything aside and that she wanted Tiny and T.I. to work out their issues and that she will even help to pay for them renewing their vows. So she was saying, like, I'll sing at the wedding. I'll even, you know, pay for it. So apparently she's reaching out. She really wants to be friends with Tiny again. Now, this is where it gets interesting, guys. She calls out Toya. She calls her paperback Toya. Now, this is what she said. I'm going to quote this. It says, against public perceptions, we know it's not because of that show or lies that paperback Toya has said or anyone else else who has said something to say about the disagreement that you and I have had because it's simply our personal disagreement. So Toya, of course, was not happy with that comment. And so she went in on Tamar on her own Instagram post and called Tamar fake amongst a bunch of other, other things. But Tiny did say to Tamar directly on Instagram that she loves her to pieces, right or wrong, and that she will always consider her a close and dear friend, no matter what. So what do you think about all of this drama? First off, what did we do before Instagram if we had a falling out with our friend? <laughs> we caught them. Okay. That, 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 that's, that's why like all of this is like bullshit. I'm just going to call it out because if this has been because what Tamar was 40 yeah and so over 20 years this has been a friend of yours you apologizing to her on Instagram well this is how she started the post she said you know I've been thinking although I don't feel like social media is the best place to work out personal issues but that's what you're doing it can be the most effective way to get no. your loved one's attention and so does a phone call a visit a letter something but let's just keep this all the way 100 Tamar has not been right ever since she found fame. I'm just going to keep it 100 with you. She's alienated herself from everybody. Her own family. Come on. We watched the show. Mm-hmm. And then I already think that she mad at Tiny for going on a reel. Why are you mad at that girl for getting paid? Right. No matter what difference, you know, y'all had Tamar and whoever at the reel. Let that girl get paid. She about to be a single mother, damn it. She can need all the checks she can get right now. Why are you taking money out this woman's pocket? Well, what I will say is I do completely agree with you that I don't think social media was the place to reach no. out to Tiny if she If that's really, your friend. Right, if that's, you know, really your friend and if she really was, you know, sincerely apologetic or really wanted to work things out, I feel like a phone call would have been go. a much better gesture. And then don't bring up my, I hope you and Tia, okay, <laughs> keep it focused on you and I. Don't, don't, that ain't got nothing to do with you, Tamar. Mm-hmm. Where about your own situation you got at home? Yeah, so... I do hope that they can reconcile and they can be mm. friends. And hopefully her and it Toya can fun. work out their differences. Because now, you know, there's a new beef with Toya. So it rightfully paperback. <laughs> that ain't really the... I don't, first off, I don't even know what she meant by that. But I'm just going to safely say it wasn't complimentary. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was something that was meant to be nice. Because <laughs> Toya sure did not take it as a, a nice term. So Would you? No. Paperback Stacey? <laughs> See, that's just oversell, right? I know. But we wish them all the best. Yes, they, gonna, they got enough money and they should be high. Okay, so 
you recall that Bill Mayer came out using the N-word, uh, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Got okay. a little too comfortable. Got a little comfortable, but yeah, he will he be did. back on air tomorrow. Oh. He won't be reprimanded for his comment in which he used the N-word. And a lot of people are not happy about this. They feel like he should be terminated for Why? using the word. Why? The thing is, it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. How did he feel that comfortable to use it? We allowed it. How many passes do we give to certain white individuals? Oh, they one of us. They one of us. Oh, they black. They black. How, we let Bill Clinton pass. I'm sure somebody let Bill Murray. How you pronounce it? I can never pronounce his last name properly. Bill Mayer. Murr? Mayor. Mayor. So I'm sure he's heard that. He's got the, you know, the black pass. So if you keep giving them these passes and keep allowing them to think that it's okay, don't don't get mad when they get too comfortable. Well, how about we just not use the word at all? We tried that. The word is not going away. Mm-hmm. I still use the word from time to time, depending on the situation and who I'm talking about and what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The word is not going away. And I always love the idea of taking a negative and making it a positive. Mm-hmm. That's how I said that when people always say, well, how come people of different persuasions? Well, how come it's okay for black people to use it and not anyone else? I said, because when you hear that word, what is the automatic person you think of? Black. You don't think Chinese. You don't think Hispanic. You don't think any other race but black. Mm -hmm. So that word is so identifiable with black people in a negative way. It's a derogatory word, right? Right. So it's kind of like since the word, because we tried that to get just rid of it, Mm -hmm. just period, but it's never going away. Okay, so why don't we just take it and just use it as a term of endearment within us? And this is us. This is something that we have. One of our because what, what do we have of our own? But what's unfortunate is because we do that, you know, in terms of our culture, right. they feel like, like you said, well, why can't we say it? Because you're not a part. You don't know the pain behind well, that. You will never share that. Now, I actually saw a recent post. Someone posted um, a video that they recorded with their cell phone in which a woman went off at a cold stone. um, And she got into an argument with, it was a white woman who got into an argument with a black woman. And the black woman said to her, why don't you just stop being obnoxious? And she said, well, why don't you stop being an N-word? And obviously it went left, um, (laughs) as expected. As expected. Um, But it's, it's just really sad that it's still being used. That's what I'm saying. That's why it, it, there is a pain associated with that word that no other culture of people can ever understand. So that's why I say that a word is for us only because it's never going away. Let's just stop with that whole idea of, well, they just stop using it and everyone just stops. That's not going to happen. So we have to work with when it was working. That's all I'm saying. Well, but Bill, you was out of pocket. You were out of line. Yeah. No, he should not have said it. Got a little too comfortable. Now he I, did apologize for it. Just FYI, he did apologize for it. But was it apology sincere or was it like let me protect my brand, my business, my job? A type of apology. Well, I guess we'll never. We'll know. never know. All right, moving on to our next story. So Halle Berry. Says that she's not pregnant. So in case you guys are like, what are you talking about? So she was recently on the red carpet and she was holding her belly. And so everyone assumed that the 50-year-old actress was pregnant because she did have 
a bulge and she was holding her belly. Well, she's saying, no, I'm not pregnant. I just ate too much. But the question is, why were you holding your belly on the red carpet if you just ate too much? You never ate too much and you're like, oh, ooh, Lord, have you, you seen a photo? Have one I ain't seen a photo. Okay, but she's holding her belly like, as if she's lunch. carrying a child. On the red carpet, though? I mean. Is your photos being taken? She's still a human being. Again, you ain't never came back from lunch and I like, had a big meal and be like, ooh, Lord, that was good. Okay, but she was like almost like okay, let me see the cradling pull, her pull, stomach. Pull the picture. So it's, I, and I, all, honestly, I have not seen the photo. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to pull it up. But okay, Hold on, she looking for something. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for it. But yeah, she she's saying her rep is saying that, no, she's not pregnant. So it's just really interesting because a lot of people are like, yes, she is. And they're saying she just isn't ready to tell everyone yet because she looks pregnant in the photo. Like they're saying there's no way she cannot be pregnant. So I'm going to pull up this photo uh, so my, that. Wasn't she like a size one, two? Like she's a small petite woman. She just got the it's a full belly. She probably, you know, was trying to hold a fart in. Uh, they want to belch on the red carpet. You know, you just don't act like y'all ain't never ate and held y'all stuff. You have to see the photo. And unfortunately, my phone's taking forever to load in terms of me mm. pulling up the photo. But as I'm trying to pull up this photo, I'm going to go to our next story. Yeah. So here's some good news regarding Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is donating $50,000 to the Flint water crisis. Now, if you had a chance to check out Dave Chappelle's comedy special on Netflix, then you know he told a story about how he was set to perform during the Justice for Flint benefit event in Flint last February. However, fellow comedian Chris Rock gave him a last-minute invitation to the Oscars, and Chappelle ended up ditching the charity event. Now, he was saying, listen, I've never been to the Oscars. This was a huge thing for me, so please don't get mad at me for wanting to go to the Oscars. I ain't so mad at that. He did uh, go to the Oscars <laughs> instead, but he I did donate $50,000 to the Flint That's water crisis. Up. So shout out to Dave yeah, always Chappelle. Always much respect to the legend, Mr. Dave Chappelle. Yes, he's definitely one of my favorites. Definitely has to be. It was a sad day when the Chappelle show ended. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm glad to see that he's, you know, he's back on Netflix. He's doing his thing because... Now you see, now it would be dope if Netflix was to bring back the Chappelle show. That'd be kind of dope. That would be dope. That would yeah. be dope. Especially it was everything that's going. He has so much material. They think about that. Hook up Netflix, Hulu, somebody out there should pick that back up. Yeah, think about it. But yeah. I am gonna have a little bragging moment because I ran into Dave Chappelle a couple years ago. <laughs> and I said to him, I was like, Dave, we miss you on TV. You have to do something again. And he did say to me then, he's like, it's coming. Just wait on it. It's coming. So he kept his promise. He did. He's a stand-up guy. He is. He is. Okay, so moving on to our next story. Did you ever watch the series Underground on WGN? I did. I meant to. I I, I was going to get to it. It looks so interesting. And I love, what's her name? Journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think she's beautiful. Journey Smollett. Oh, she's gorgeous. Yes. Well, I'm I sorry. Did. Journey Smollett-Bell. You know, she's married now. So, so temporary. Okay. No, he no. doesn't mean that journey. <laughs> no, nah, I don't. Wish, when you find love, I wish you all the best. But damn it, no. But I, I, I heard it, it got canned, and I, I read something about that. But go ahead. Yes. So you're absolutely right. It did get canceled, and there are rumors going around that own 
Oprah Winfrey's network was going to pick it up. But Oprah's saying that, unfortunately, they are not in the position to pick it up. And it's due to financial reasons. She's saying that they can't afford Underground because it costs twice as much to make as her series Queen Sugar. So she's saying, unfortunately, Oprah basically saying she ain't got the money. This is Oprah saying that? Yes, Oprah is saying that. Now, you know the economy bad when Oprah says she can't afford something. Now, come on. I'm scared now. Hold on. Yes, but she said it's all coming down to dollars and cents, so she No, I guess that's how she became Oprah. She got her money. She making smart investments, so she... I love the show, but uh, no... I can't afford that. Yeah, so hopefully someone will Somebody pick it up. Somebody will pick it up because it looked good. Yeah. I did watch a few episodes and it Was is it pretty good? good. It is pretty good. Okay. All right. I well, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about how to get a job. So I am going to give you guys my top 10 tips on how to get the job that you want. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. We are back on Unapologetic, and that is the perfect song to talk about our topic for tonight. We're talking about how to get a job. How to get work, 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 work. Yes, how to get work, how to get a job and get the job that you um, want. By the way, we did pull up the Halle Berry photo. Oh, I ain't convinced. That's not what you said on the break. You said you could see why people think that she's pregnant. Okay, yeah, but I, I can see, but if she says she not, she not. How would you lie about that? Eventually, the truth going to come out, and then, you know, look at Brandy. Nobody likes a liar. Okay, and moving right into our topic for tonight. So, I have compiled 10 of my favorite tips in terms of getting a job and getting the job that you ultimately want. So, there are so many people that are looking for a career change or they just need work. They need a job. So, my number one tip is to network. The purpose of networking is so that you can meet different people in the field that you want to be in so that they can help you. Nowadays, it's not about what you know, but it's about who you know. So I know myself personally um, and some other people that I know in terms of like friends and family members, networking has been so crucial to them in terms of finding jobs. So what do you think about that, Rayshon? Do you agree that networking is very important nowadays when it comes to landing a job? Most definitely. It's all about, you know, the who you know, not about what you know no more. Mm-hmm. And it's all about who knows you and who liked you on top of that. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a job, I definitely encourage you to let people know. Yes, definitely. Yeah, let people know you're looking for a job. Because a lot of people can be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Don't be ashamed. You know, unemployment nowadays is so common. Right. Because remember before it was kind of like, oh, you don't have a job. Mm-hmm. You know, but now who you're one of the minorities if you do have a good job. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? So don't be afraid to talk to people because you never know who knows who. Exactly. And go to networking events so that you can sell yourself to people that, you know, may be connected so that they can get your foot in the door of getting the job that you want. So that's my number one tip is to network. My second tip is is to review your resume. So your resume, obviously, is very important because that's the piece of paper that the employer, future employer, is looking at to determine whether or not they're going to schedule that interview. So if you have misspellings, if you have a bunch of gaps in terms of your employment dates, you may not get a call. Would you agree with that, Rayshon? Well, see, I am not embellish. 
when I stretch it out so there are no gaps. What, what does that mean? It's if I, I may say I was on the job a little longer than I actually was. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, yeah, it, it is important. <laughs> this is what I will say. You you want to be honest, but... You do. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. I don't do that anymore, but I have done that. Yeah, you definitely want to be honest. But the thing is, the gap issue, it's a lot of employers feel like, okay, they're not going to be here very long if you have a bunch of gaps in your resume. They feel like you're not going to be a loyal employee. And don't get me wrong. I feel like nowadays, a lot of like millennials, they don't to expect to be on a job for 30 years. So it's a little bit more acceptable today to have like some space there. But at the same time, you don't want a company to think, oh, they're only going to be here for six months and then we have to find someone else. I want you to look at it like a guy dating a girl. You know, and a girl, th- th- nobody wants the girl that's been with 50 guys. You know what I mean? You want the girl that's been with maybe five. So mm-hmm. if you got 50 jobs listed all on your resume with these, like she said, these gaps, and that looks bad. You, you look like an unreliable employee. Yeah. They're looking at that. And, and that's not a good you look. You look wishy-washy. That's what I'm looking for. Exactly. Okay, yeah. number three, research the company. This is so important. Before you go into that interview, you should know as much as you possibly can about that organization because you want to show that interviewer that you really want this job and that you've invested your time to learn about their organization and everything that they do where they're trying to go so that they say, okay, this person has taken a serious interest in learning more about the organization. Would you agree with that? I just don't be the meme that I saw that said, employer, why should we hire you? Me, because y'all were hiring. Like, don't right. be that mean. Then they're like, well, you have a wonderful day. No, it, it looks good. It shows that you took interest in the company. Like You took time out to learn what they do and what they're been where they're going mm-hmm. and that just makes you look good it earns you some brownie points feel like that and it also helps with interview questions so you know at the interview they always ask you at the end do you have any questions <laughs> it helps you with those questions when you've done your research because you can say well i noticed that you know for example you guys have just recently added this to your company right. what are your goals in terms of adding this to your organization so it does help in terms of preparing yourself for the interview. And that's my next tip. Number four is to be prepared. You want to know exactly what you're going to say in that interview. And what I mean by that is you are going to sell yourself. Now, you don't want to go in there and, you know, be bragging, but you definitely want to sell yourself on why you're the best candidate for the position and you want to be prepared. So you need to write down all of the qualifications that you have before going in there so that you have them prepared in your head to say in terms of why you deserve to have that job. And also practice with your family, your friends, whatever. Do some role playing. I'm a role player. Yeah. I, I always make my friends like, come here. You're going to be the employer. Now ask me some questions. Yeah, you so, know. And, and that's good because it gets you more comfortable. It takes the edge mm-hmm. off. you kind of going to be pre- kind of prepared to know what you're going to say before you say it. Mm-hmm. So you're not in there doing a whole lot of, um, that looks bad. Right. This looks bad. Period. Exactly. In, in any situation, that looks bad. Exactly. And 
you know, I, I noticed that a lot of companies ask the question of what are your weaknesses, right? What are your strengths or what are your weaknesses? This is the tip. You always want to be honest, but you want to make sure that your weakness is something that you can turn around and you can make it a strength or it's something that you can still show that you're the best person for the job. And I'll give you an example. So Rayshawn asked me about my weaknesses. So Stacy, what are your weaknesses? Well, one of my biggest weaknesses, and this is the truth, guys. One of my biggest weakness, biggest weaknesses is that I'm very hard on myself. And you know this, Rayshawn. I'm very hard on myself. I'm the employee. I don't know you. No. I know, guys. I we went out of character for a second. But I'm very hard on myself. And that's something that is a weakness because at times I get overwhelmed and I'm very hard on myself when I should just be, you know, focusing on doing my best when it comes to the assignment. But sometimes I'm very, very hard on myself. So that is something that I am working on. I just want to make sure that I'm giving my best. So the employer can appreciate the fact that I'm always going to try to give them my best. But that is a weakness because if you're too hard on yourself, you will stress yourself out. And you and I both know, Rayshon, I have done that because I am so hard on myself. Yeah, but I'll also say you can also, if you want to be clever, and this kind of wins them over every time because this is what I do, I make my strength and my weakness the same thing. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, so what are some of your strengths? I say, well, my biggest strength is I'm independent and I can work independently. You know, I can work by myself. I really don't need a lot of supervision. You can trust me to get the job done. So they say, what are your weaknesses? And I said, my independence because I I'm tend- not a team player. Right. You see what I mean? <laughs> like I like to do it all on myself. But then that's really impressive. Because it, it shows it's just a clever thing because they don't expect that. And, and, and employers, they like someone who is kind of clever, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, shop, you know, so they, they look at that because that. Wait, I don't go. No, uh, go no, because I, I think that's going to go into the next tip. OK, well, number five was dress to impress. Is that where you were going? I wasn't, but that's very, very important because I was hoping you was, I, I didn't get my list together, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I had other things going on. I, I can tell you what not to do. <laughs> uh, but appearance is very important. Yes. No one, don't, don't go in there sloppy. And my dudes, I, I, I know, find a suit. Yes, find a suit. A basic black suit will get you. Or navy. Or navy. A dark suit. A dark suit will take you a long way. Because you can freak that so many different ways. For an interview, funeral, church, some of y'all court appearances. I'm just saying, I ain't judging. You know what I mean? But you have to dress. You can't go in there with your Jordans. You can't go in there with the white tees, with the fitted. All the shit that looks good, you know, in the club and on Instagram really don't go over so well in interviews. Yes, and ladies, okay, oh, since yes. we covered the guys, okay, ladies, closed toe shoes. They do not want to see your toes on an interview. Man, how pretty they may be. Yes, also, a suit is always the best, okay? Wear a dark colored suit, black, navy, something dark, dark gray, charcoal, whatever. Also, no bright colors. Now, if you're going for I don't know, an interview with a fashion magazine, then you can be a little bit more fashionable, but you still want to be professional, okay? So you still don't want to wear things like closed toe shoes. Mm -hmm. I mean, open toe shoes. I'm sorry, open toe shoes. So you want to make sure that your nails 
are a neutral color because no one wants to see a bunch of designs on your nails unless you are going for a nail tech position. Okay, you want to keep it professional, short, trimmed, neutral colored nails. You want to do neutral makeup. You don't want to go in there looking overly made up like you're headed to a photo shoot and you have on a ton of lashes and your foundation is caked on. No, (laughs) don't do that way. And also fragrances. This is so important. Do not wear a loud fragrance on an interview because that turns a lot of people off. Yeah, definitely. And one important thing that I cannot stress enough, tame, tone down, just control the hair just for the interview. That's all I'm saying. Lead the purple rain. Yes. (laughs) Rainbow bright. My fellas, these flaming Hot Cheetos that y'all rocking in y'all hair nowadays, I'm not saying y'all have to give it up. Just tame it down. Tone it down to the best that you can because I love personality, and that's all that is is just showing your personality. Mm -hmm. But mind you, they want to see your professionalism, not your personality. They don't want to see your personality, but they want you to show that. In the hair, in the clothes during the interview ain't the best place. Like Stacey said, unless you're going for a fashion magazine or it's just in that field Mm -hmm. where that is required and they're going to be looking for that. But in professional setting and then have pride in what you're doing. Even though you are interviewing at Dollar General, McDonald's, Burger King, it's still professional. Yes. Have pride in that. And if you're going to wear, ladies, if you're going to wear a dress or you're going to wear a skirt, make sure that it's to the knee. No mini skirts, no mini dresses on an interview. Well, nah, that could help some of y'all. Uh, okay, but you want to be professional, okay? You want to show your professionalism. And this is another tip that is very important, okay? Personal hygiene. Please make sure that you have fresh breath. <laughs> and the reason I'm saying this is because I have a friend that is a recruiter, and she has told me that there are people that have not gotten jobs because they complain about their breath. As shallow as that may be, y'all, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's so, a real thing. Pop a mint, brush your teeth, tic tac, some do, gum, right, something. Do whatever you want to do. And, the, and another thing, obviously, personal hygiene. Make sure you shower. Make sure you're well groomed. Make sure you shave, fellas. Shave. Look clean cut. Look like you're going to work. And if you know you don't have a beard, shave that before you go to the interview. Don't come in there looking like patches. No. Please don't. Don't do it. Please. Because you're not going to get that job. I'm telling you, people only going to hire people that they like. Mm -hmm. They have to like you. And I'm sorry, they also have to like the way that you look. Uh, It is a real thing. It is. It's a real thing. It is. So you want to make sure that you are dressed professionally but we are going to take a quick break but when we come back we're going to give you the rest of our tips because we have five more to give you so that you can get that job that you want so don't go anywhere we'll be right back we are back on Unapologetic, and you were just listening to She Works Hard for the Money. Ain't that song for hookers? I know. So, Rayshawn was, like, making fun of me, like, on the break. Like, did you really pick that song? But, I mean, granted, it is about prostitution, allegedly. But, allegedly. you know, we're talking about working and working hard and for the money. So That is the oldest profession in the world. We're trying to go with the theme. Mind you, bras are still pulling that. They just calling it marriage nowadays. 
here we go. All right, guys. So let's get back into our tips for landing the job that you want. So we left off with dressing to impress. So now we're going to go into arrive early at the interview. Okay. This is very important. If you show up late at your job interview, they are going to assume that you are going to show up late for work. Unless for UCP offenders. So arrive at least 15 minutes early for your scheduled interview. You know, I have a hilarious story. I arrived. This is when I moved to Texas and I had an interview down there. I was 10 minutes late to the interview because GPS had me all screwed up. But the guy's interviewing with apologized for his tardiness, and I just went with it. So he didn't even know you were late. He didn't even know I was late. I was in there like, oh my god, I never been late. I ain't getting this job, and he just came. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm late, and I just went. Oh, not a problem at all. I just went with it. Right. Yeah, that worked out for you. And yeah, it did. But that ain't always the case. So, like Stacy said, have your ass there on time. Get your breakfast, mm-hmm. early coffee. Prepare for traffic. Yes, leave you, early. And look, prepare for the navigation to be wrong. Yes. Because it happens. It you happens. may have to call and ask for directions. It happens. And in case that happens, you still want to be able to get there on time. On time. So leave early. Okay. Please. All right. Next tip ask the right questions on the job interview. Do not ask. You already know what I'm going to say, Rayshawn. Do not ask, well, how much am I going to get paid? Which I think is the most important question, because why are we here in well, the I first agree. place? Listen, I agree. Of course, you want to know how much you're going to get paid. But if that's the first question that falls out of your mouth, the interviewer is going to look at you like, OK, why are you really here? Just because you want to know how much we pay. I had no, why you got your job? Is this volunteer work for you? Roshan, I understand everything you're I saying, know. but it is but a faux pas. That, that, that's going back to the hair. Right. You, you, it's certain things you just got to tame and tone down. So you're absolutely correct. Yes, yes. So you want to ask questions more about the organization or even ask questions about the interviewer. Not personal questions, but you can ask them questions like... like how long you been with the company? Right, exactly. What do you enjoy the most about exactly. your position? You know, that makes it look good. That makes them think that you know you are thinking. You're a thinker. They they like that. So if they say any questions for me, if you just went, uh no, then it's kind of like, well, okay, then peace. Right. Always <laughs> ask questions. Always. And you Always. have the right to ask. You know, it, it, this isn't a, just the one thing. They open the window for you to ask questions. Ask questions. Now, I'm not saying don't ask about compensation because that is very important. Absolutely. But just say that, like, towards the end or, you know, try to bring it up. Like she said, don't lead with that. Right. And a lot of interviewers, they'll go ahead and just start talking about the money because they know that's what you're there for. So they'll go ahead and just start talking about and the money. if they do start talking about the money, it's a good sign because that means that they they're interested. That, there you go. Because why are we talking dollars? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There we go. Exactly. And, and also, this is another good hint, too. If they ask you about your availability. That means that they want you to start right away. So that's also a good sign. Yes, that is. Very good sign. Okay, this tip is so important, guys. This may be one of the most important tips on here. Number eight, clean up your social media accounts, people. You do not want to have your thirst trap photos up when you're trying to get a job, unless you're trying to get a job for King Magazine, Playboy, so forth men play girl or whatever else 
don't have the photos with your app showing. Ladies don't have the photos with your breasts and, you know, your other goods out. Clean up your social media. Don't have images of you doing illegal activities on social media. Especially if you go going to list your employer on your social media account. Mm-hmm. Don't have your profile pic, you know, with the weed and the gun. But you got down there that you work at Quicken Loans. That's just, that ain't a good look for Quicken, you know? And, <laughs> I mean, and this is the thing. People, and a lot of people don't realize this, people really do look at your social media accounts. Do. Employers do look. And nowadays, colleges are even looking at that in terms of the admissions process. And before, a lot of people said, that's an invasion of privacy. You put it out there? Exactly. You put it out there. <laughs> no matter if you have it private or not, you are still you putting put images there. and words out there on social media for the public to view. So if you don't want someone to see it, do not post it. Here's a good rule. Here's a good tip for you. If you wouldn't feel comfortable with your grandmother seeing it or reading it, then you may not want to post it. And that's why I ain't friends with my grandmother on none of my social media accounts. You need to be seeing all but, but there's that respect level. You see what yes, I'm saying? Yes, there is. Like you say, you certain people, especially potential employers, that you just don't want to see you doing certain things. Because mind you, they're watching on social media accounts. Mm-hmm. Because did you hear about the one guy in uh, Florida who was kind of bragging, flashing, on his Facebook Live, and while he was doing that, he was getting raided. Yeah, you see what I mean. So uh, people are watching these social media accounts. You guys, come on, stop being don't don't you don't have to put it all out there. Exactly. We had life before social media. So, Stacy, you are absolutely correct when you said be careful what you put out there. They looking at that. Absolutely. Okay, number nine. We talked about this a little bit uh, earlier with the other tips, and that is to sell yourself, but don't brag. So you're going in there to let them know that you're the best candidate for the job. So you definitely want to tell them your strengths. What are you good at? Why do you deserve this job? But you don't want to go in there bragging. You definitely want to talk about your accomplishments, but you don't want to come off as someone that's being egotistical. But it's so important to sell yourself. And would you agree with that, Rayshon? No, the whole Kendrick Lamar. Sit down, be be humble. humble. You know, when you go in there, you sit down, just be humble, but be confident. I know there's a thin line Mm -hmm. between that, but you have to find it and you can't cross it. And I think because I'm thinking about a friend of mine now who is on a job hunt. And I think he goes in there overly confident mm-hmm. because he has all the qualifications and, you know, he's very qualified for the positions that he's going for. Mm-hmm. But he just he's not getting it. And I'm like, I think you're going in there too eager, too overly confident. And that's turning people off because right. you want to let them think that you're the best for the job. But, but then don't I don't feel like, you know. It's your fault if you don't hire me. <laughs> well, guess what? Next. Right. You want to be likable. You want to be likable. Like I said, people only. Go, and then even if you get the job, I'm going to kind of go further into it. People only going to promote people that they like. Mm, so, absolutely. And, and how many times have we seen that? Like, you know that you got the job. You know the job. But because they like this person, they advanced before you did. Mm-hmm. Same thing at the interview. If they don't like you, you're not getting the job. It's very true, guys. Very, very true. So 
Go in there and sell yourself. Be humble. Be likable. And just let them know your accomplishments and why you do deserve to have the job. But do it in a humble manner. Now, I'm going to flip the card around on that whole sell yourself. Don't sell all of yourself. They don't need to know about your baby mama, baby daddy. They don't need to know. I remember on this one round robin interview I went on, mm-hmm. and they asked the you know typical questions. Tell me about yourself. They said, I knew that somebody's mom got shot fourteen times. I knew somebody's boyfriend cheated. So it's just kind of like yeah, you're selling yourself, but that whole when keeping it real goes wrong type of thing. Yeah, keep it keep it more job based. Exactly. I was more, gonna say more professional work yeah. related. So your accomplishments on your previous jobs, not you know personal adversities. I overcame of an abusive boyfriend and me and my do- they, your employer don't care about that. Now you coming with too much drama. You didn't get that job. Yeah, that's a very good point <laughs> because I think a very common question for a lot of people um, they get. Tell me about yourself. They want to know about your job history, not about you personally. Okay? Well, what you've overcome and <laughs> right. the hardships you faced and yeah. so, to make it to this point. Right. Okay, okay Rayshon, bring it back. <laughs> so, yeah, talk about your previous work history. Yes. Do not talk about your personal life. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you guys my last tip. And it's a very important tip that a lot of people do not do. You guys forget to do this. So I'm going to give you that tip. So we'll be right back. We are back on Unapologetic, and that's another perfectly fitting song because we're talking about working. Rest in peace to the king. Yes, to the king of pop, Michael Jackson. So, yeah, we're talking about working and how to get that job. And I have just given you guys nine tips, my personal tips, on how to land the job that you want and how to get a job, whether it's something that you really, really want or you don't. You just want a job. We're going to teach you how to get one. So my last tip. Very important tip. Follow up and thank the interviewer. So many people forget to do this, but it makes such an impression when you take the time to follow up and thank the interviewer for interviewing you. You were picked out of all of those many candidates to be interviewed. You need to acknowledge the fact that this person took time out of their schedule to consider you for this position. And believe it or not, that is what's going to help you to stand out amongst those other candidates that didn't take the time to do that. So I always tell people when you're leaving the interview, you want to ask for a business card so that you have their contact information, whether you email it, you mail it, you want to definitely follow up with some form of a thank you letter or notice just so that they know that you appreciate the time that they have taken to interview you. Would you agree with yeah, that? It's mannerable. It just shows you have good manners. And again, it's nice. Being nice goes a long way. They like that. It's like a smile. Like, thank you. And then, you know, that makes them feel good that you thought about them and send them a thank you card. Yes, absolutely. Don't think about when you get a little thank you card, you know, it makes you feel like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. You know, so, and it, you know, again, them brownie points and. Some of y'all need as many of those as y'all can get when y'all out here in these interviews. Y'all are a hot-ass mess. Yes, yes. And if you guys had, like, a moment in the interview or you guys had a common interest and you guys talked about something specifically, you know, you want to reference that in that letter. Or maybe, you know, if you want to take it a step further, 
Um, some may say this is bribing, but I'm not encouraging you to bribe. But if the interviewer expressed something that they really like and you want to give them something that stands out in terms of that's connected to the job, maybe include something with the thank you. I don't know. Um, Just an idea. The, the fact that I need the job means I ain't got no money for no gift. So this well, little thank you note is just going to have to survive. Right, so right. Now, that. you don't want to give something like a <laughs> gift card or anything like that. But, you know, I don't know. Like, for example, I did this with a job. Um, I remember giving popcorn because and, – and I had a nice little note with it because I remember the person – they were talking about popcorn, how they love gourmet popcorn. And I remember I included, you know, popcorn with my thank you note just to let them know that I was listening to them. So it got me the job. job. Yeah, I got oh, the job. So oh, it worked. Oh, so. Yeah. I guess bribing goes along. No. Okay, it was something like popcorn, guys. No, don't, you know, go out here getting gift cards. Don't send cash. Okay, that's not legal. Don't do that. I'll be sending pics. Matter, as a matter of fact, just stick to a card. Just, sit, just, just stick to a thank you card or thank you letter, okay? I don't want to get you guys in trouble, right? So just stick oh, to some it. popcorn. Hey, it worked for me. Hey, I'll have to try that next, my next job interview. Give me some popcorn. But the purpose, but, well, the purpose of the popcorn was they, ref, they referenced the popcorn. Oh, they reference. Yes, they reference the popcorn in the interview. So okay, that's you know, why. if when I get my next interview, I want to reference a Rolex. I'm like, you know, I love those Rolex watches. How bad you want this job? Oh God! Just see what that gives me. You know, when I conduct my uh, interview. Well, don't get put in jail. <laughs> sounds illegal. You say get a gift. No, I just said I just cleaned that up, and I just said to just send a letter. Or thank you card. I don't want you guys getting in trouble. Again, thank you cards or letters. Nowadays, you know, the age of technology and digital email. Well, yeah. I mean, that was kind of connected to the letters. But, yeah, email. Just acknowledge them. The whole point of that is to follow up and say thank you. And overall, you guys, one thing I have learned, because I've had many, many jobs my little life, you have to have a good attitude no matter what the situation is. Mm-hmm. This is on an interview, and even if you get that job, because I cannot stress the importance of likability, the importance of you have to be light. Come on. Think about your own personal life. You only look out for people that you like. That's basically what this job interview is. You need this person to look out for you to give you this job. So you need to go in there smiling. You need to go in there happy. You need to go in there faking the funk. What they say, faking till you make it, Stacey? Ain't that what they say? That's what they say. So that's what you need to do to get this job. And some of you all, for some reason, it's hard to do that. Mm -hmm. You have to just be yourself in any situation. Well, being yourself is going to keep you being broke. I'm just going to put it out there like that. Unless, you know, you're smart enough to go into business for yourself, you have to play their game. Absolutely. It's all a game. Yeah, absolutely. And and as you mentioned, it's very important to be positive because people are looking at that. Right. And those are the people that advance because they say this person is taking pride in their job. They want to be here with this organization and they want to help you to grow. So you definitely want to have a positive attitude. So those were my top 10 tips for 
landing the job that you want. And I hope it was useful to you guys out there. And thank you, Rayshawn, for all of your additional feedback with those tips. So good luck to all of you out there that are on the job hunt. And we will be back to talk to you guys about another interesting topic next Thursday at 7 p.m. So good luck, guys. All of you job hunters out there, good luck. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Express yourself. Don't repress yourself.